Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Well, is that a vodka, Graham? Go when you're ready. I got a mouthful of chocolate. I wasn't right looking, now. sorry. I wasn't looking, sorry. Normally, you guys shoot the shit for 10 minutes. Oh, I had a book. Well, we're through. trying to move things along but so we can get done. <laughs> yeah, because you always listen to me on things like that. Well, well we can tell look, you're deadly ill. You know, we could be, we could be cunts if we want us to be. Yeah, like we're trying to be nice, and Graham's shitting on us. It doesn't matter what we do, Matt. It doesn't matter if we're nice or not. There's our intro. Oh, this is better. Make the edit. I'll be disappointed otherwise. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> Alright, welcome to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 259. In the studio, as always, I have with me the magnificent one, Mr. Lewis. And also, if he's still, I don't know, he might be on his 41st hour of playing that game, uh, Nish guy. He's probably, he's not even, you know he's not even listening to us, Matt, right? Or if he uh, is, he has, yeah, he's I, playing I, with it in the background as well. That's I'm why just, just under 36 hours, thank you very much. And also, no, I turned it off out of respect for the show. What's the name of the game? I know you mentioned it, but I didn't. Baldur's Gate 3, uh, made by Larian Studios. And if y'all haven't, if y'all jumped into to Baldur's Gate 3 and you haven't played Divinity Original Sin or Original Sin 2, go back and play them. Larian's been doing this for a long time, and their games are fantastic. Yeah, and that completes the game part of his show. Although, I would love to ask you a question, Graham, if that's all right. <laughs> sure. Because Ryan may have turned off his Xbox, I haven't. Um, last seen online one hour ago playing PGA Tour 2K23. Oh, I was playing definitely. I was uh, playing, um, I think I told you, I, I don't think I mentioned it on air last time, but I bought my first game in about you did. 35 years, I'm guessing. Something you like did. It's gotta you be actually something bitched like about the fact that you bought one more recently than me or Ryan did. <laughs> Yeah, no, I saw uh, PJ. I, I like the golf games. I like the golf. And you guys mentioned that even if you're not big golf game, uh, golf golfers, that you actually understand the, that game and you can play that type of thing as well. So, um, well, I don't know if it did come up. I kind of felt like I was being spied on when uh, Nish guy posted that. I was like, what the hell? Um, I did kind of wonder. Does it mention what other purchases I made then as well? I have um, a few other games. Um, I haven't well, played any of them yet. But well, I mean, load them up, Graham. To be fair. Um, just so you know, your time played is longer than my time playing Baldur's Gate. Today? In total. In 16, total? 16 hours, 29 minutes. Over eight days, about two hours a day. That sounds about That sounds about right. I played yeah, most of right, Today, good. while I was watching wrestling at the same time, I was like, more, sure, why not? I played this week. <laughs> so I've been busy boy this week, Graham. Well, I have not been at work today, so I had a little bit longer to... Uh, it was an ideal activity to do while I was sat in my chair. Well, now you know how we feel, Graham, when we was like a homesick. Two weeks off when we had COVID, Graham. That's what I, I couldn't even game during COVID, Graham. I was that sick. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I've been busy, boy, this week because don't want to get ahead of myself too much, but I've got an important meeting next Wednesday, which may change Ooh. my life forever. Ooh. Chris Finer called the divorce lawyers. 
Fuck you! <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were asking for guesses. It's nine months today, by the way. Thank you for the anniversary notice. Wow! No, nobody is celebrating your nine-month anniversary. No way, to be fair. <laughs> but I'm going to say it, is nine, it just happens to be nine months today. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. Wow. You did the best money. You're not telling us that anyway. So you teased us with something. You're just not going to tell us anyway. I can't. So it needed... Well, you can't. So you didn't need to raise it then. So I had to fill. I had to kind of I've end the segment ba- by been... making a joke, I guess. I've been busy putting things together behind the scenes. You'll know next week exactly what it is. All right. Actually, All right. The, Rocks, the Rocks finally accepted his uh, an email that asked for an interview. But that's just, that's how. That's how I edit things. Not that I edit anything. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No editing here. No editing here at all. Ryan, how was Ryan, your... I had no idea that Matt was uh, related to Hugh Hefner. I didn't know he was. Uh... So anyway, at least we at least we'll be on the same country now, Matt. We'll I think after after the Epstein list come out this week, Graham, I wouldn't start saying those sort of things. <laughs> I didn't realize. I guess I didn't. Well, I he was talking really about that list. But it was like. I, I was just about to say, five minutes ago, of course, they always send me the most inappropriate things. Um, I didn't realize Stephen Hawking was on that list at all. Yeah, yeah, but the reason why he's on the list, for legal reasons, to clear that up, is because he happened to attend the island to give a science conference, okay. which Epstein paid for. And he happened okay. to know where he was at certain points. That's mm-hmm. why he was on the list. Nothing mm-hmm. to him being involved in an orgy, although the woman who... Maxwell was involved with apparently acute apparently she accused him of having an orgy. Guy couldn't get a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> I like as long as this is obviously not uh uh promoting anything that that horrible horrible man did, but I'm saying in other instances, as long as they are consenting adults. The man confined to a wheelchair should be allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. If he wants to be in an orgy and everyone's on board, go for it. Well, that's, that's also true. If everyone's consenting, who cares? I mean, yeah, I, I think anyone who's consenting to anything should be allowed to do it. Because um, consenting adults are consenting adults. Much been. like yes, the consenting adults who put their lives on the line every week for our entertainment in this sport we call professional wrestling. So how about we move on to some good cop moments? Good. Bad. That may be the intro you've ever done, right? That was well, so well, smooth. And considering the tangent we went off on. And, 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 here's, and here's the thing. I'm doing this for you, Graham. I want I to move things it. along. I and... appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, Graham's dying. He's got he's got he's got a cold. He's he's, he's got a cold. With uh, that being said, but Graham, Graham, do you want to kick us off with your good cop moment of the week? Um, I do, but I need to check my notes because they kind of changed a little bit. I'm not I even prepared. No, I had everything planned out, but then um I got to unexpectedly sit at home and watch several hours of wrestling today. Um, yes, actually it changed, so it's probably a good job that I did get a chance to look at this. Um, I want to talk about um, 
something I watched over across on uh, Fight Plus. Um, I lamented to you, Ryan, earlier in the week that there's just not enough time to watch all the wrestling. Like, I know this is a common theme, but particularly over the holidays, you think that you've got, if you have time off over the weekend, over the period, which I did, I had 12 days off, you would think that that would be sufficient time to catch up with stuff. No, not even close. Um, I did not get to see as much of the event up in your hometown in Worcester as I would have liked to. I got to see little pieces, but I had to be selective. I watched a couple of things, and then that was it. Anyway, I was thinking about what other stuff had I not watched, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got that Fight Plus subscription, and I probably haven't watched anything in six weeks. So that's where I headed straight away. Had a little scroll through, see what I was going to watch. And, of course, the main thing probably over on that channel for an indie fan like me is GCW. So I watched their GCW show uh, from New Year's Eve, which was Aftermath. The good cop moment is, to me, this is exactly what wrestling should look like. If I suddenly have that day when I'm not feeling too good, or even if I just want that little popcorn-type show when I can just watch, tune in, not really think about anything too much, just have good enjoyment, this is exactly what it, it would have looked like. Um, the opening match was uh, Violence is Forever versus Wasted Youth. Uh, Wasted Youth, I know you're familiar with those guys, Ryan, from uh, H2O. Uh, Violence is Forever is a tag team that I saw when I was at Nova going back five. Matt, going back five to six years ago now. Wow, it seems ridiculous it's so long ago. Um, great to see those guys um, on that organization. I think they were three-time tag team tag team of the year on the IWTV Awards. So definitely a group that deserve recognizing. Uh, Dominic uh, Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo, I nearly mixed up their names together there. Um, the second match, I don't think I've seen a crowd as participating in a match as this um, anywhere. I, I can't think of anything. Even some of those live events I've talked about, even the fact that I love that Trisha Dora match that I went to, uh, it was Cole Radrick and Leo Rush who was returning after three months. And continually, it was going back, Raddy Daddy, Leo Rush chance. And they must have gone on two to three minutes. And they obviously milked it in the, in the match to begin with. But even once the match was actually going on, it still came up again. The crowd was absolutely crazy. I understand it's a New Year's Eve match, so you're going to get people who have been drinking a little bit more than normal. Uh, but they, that crowd was so over. And I was like, this is only the second match. They're excited for these names. What's it going to be like towards the end when the, the bigger names come out, as it were? Now, I can only say I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I've only watched the first two hours, so I can't even comment if it does continue like that. Um, a few more I wanted to talk about. Um, third match was uh, Joey Janela versus Emerson Jane. I had not heard of Emerson Jane before at all. Um, it said it was a GCW. Apparently, she's a Scottish wrestler. Um, very, very impressive. Um, not sure how long that match went on for, but there was a lot of really cool moves in that. Definitely hoping to see more of Emerson Jane. And so was the GCW crowd. Uh, they were asking her, uh, please come back. Now, besides the quality of the matches, what were the other things that made this my main good cop moment? In between the matches, they actually showed things that I also wanted to see. Rather than having downtime, rather than having to listen to like your Kevin Patrick talking, they had highlights of the Nick Gage Invitational from the previous night. They also had the top 25 GCW moments of the year between matches. Um, I thought it was the perfect way to kind of fill that time when there's actually no wrestling, showing things that you would want to see. So I did not have time to watch the Nick Gage International. I would have loved to have seen it. But within that four or five minute package they put together, I felt like I caught up with everything that I needed to. And the top 25 moments, they split up. They kind of did like three or four at a time. Then they did a match and then they did a three or four more. Brilliantly put together. That's exactly how wrestling should be doing. And that's exactly why I'm going to leave my Fight Plus uh, subscription rolling over for another year. Good come, Owen. So first and foremost, 
I mean, GCW, I feel like GCW is one of those promotions that they don't miss very often. Um, it's usually great from beginning to end. <clears throat> I see sometimes I see people like kind of like, oh, well, this one wasn't as good or oh, this one didn't have any death match, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you got to understand they're a touring indie and not all states allow you to do that. Like New York still, I'm pretty sure New York still has a no blood policy for professional mm. wrestling. Like you can't bleed in New York, um, which obviously is a bit of a, a hindrance to most promotions who did deathmatch. But GCW has such a great um, technical and high flying roster as well um, that they can always put on a good show regardless of what they're allowed to do now uh when you were mentioning like between matches doing the <coughs> excuse me like the highlights and everything it's actually a thought i had last night um i threw on the wwe 2024 preview special i needed some easily digestible content because i was very tired so i was just like this is 45 minutes or whatever i can just have it on in the background and before the show and then during the show they would take breaks and they would do i'm sure you've seen the thing the peacock wwe uh your con you know your your event will be starting shortly where it just plays the music you know the elevator music and i was thinking that wwe and Peacock, but mainly WWE because it has the logo. This is clearly a WWE thing. They're missing a great opportunity there. If you have to have essentially an elevator music screen, splash screen playing, like content will start soon. Why doesn't WWE just have a playlist of wrestler theme songs instead of the elevator music? So it's just playing like that would be cool. Like you're just sitting there you're like oh shit ministry of darkness theme song awesome theme song you know and you're just something a vibe to kind of listen to while you're doing it because i used to do that at work all the time i would find playlists on youtube that are like attitude era theme songs or something and just let them play um and i I think that would be neat and you know gcw doing like the highlights just kind of it's it's interesting because i was thinking something very similar to fill in the gaps Um, can i one up you I'm not yeah. sure if this is a British show or an American show, because we're moving between the two countries. I don't always remember. So one of you will hopefully react in a second. Do you remember the show Pop-Up Video? I think yeah. that's what it was called. Okay, so that's probably... If they did... Okay, Matt shaking his head, so it was definitely an American thing. Then. If they did that, like you said, they play they play the music, Matt, and then there's like a, a comment that pops up, and it tells oh, you... Oh, MTV cool did that, yeah. That would be that would be cool as well. It's like the that best match ever was this, and the members I were this. They are now doing this. Type I, did, I think it. IWTV actually did something like that at one point, uh, where it, it, it was probably a, a specific promotion, but it was kind of like pop up video during the yeah. match, where like little things would pop up, be like this person has held championships in X, Y, and Z promotions and stuff. I, 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 this may be a fever dream. I may be making this up, but I feel like someone did it. It sounds like I either think... a camp leapfrog or a pizza party pro type thing, but I'm not sure. I feel like WWE have done this at some point. One of those Saturday morning shows, you know, you know, like, so like, like, like Jacked or, or Metal back in the day, Afterburn, you know, those sort of bottom line. 
all those sort of shows which basically were for like all the syndicated network sort of thing that weren't carrying Raw and SmackDown so people could keep up WWE or that sort of thing. I get a feeling they used to do those sort of things every now and again. I know that with like this or the Digi Knows sort of things, then the closer you get to them nowadays, I guess. But during matches, yeah, I'd be I'd be down about that. put them highlights up sort of thing while you're waiting, sort of thing. This is a this has been this this is where blah, blah, blah. why not? Absolutely on board with that sort of thing. Um I do want to challenge one thing that it not so much challenge, more as give an opinion. Um, you said that you've never seen a crowd into something like that before. I was trying to think of one, and I couldn't remember one off the top. I can I help you. Okay. Close your eyes, Graham, momentarily here. Take your mind back to April 2019. White okay. Eagle Hall. <laughs> Orange Cassidy is presenting something <laughs> or whatever. And the crowd was hot for the whole thing, but what were they hottest for, Graham? Um, I'm gonna. There was a lot of things. I'm Teddy gonna, Hart. Yeah, that's the problem. Teddy Hart, who is not exactly on the nice list anymore. All right, well, I'm gonna tell you now. Then this this crowd was hotter than that. Really? And now, once you mentioned it, I was like, oh yeah, we were. They were really into that. This was way more. This was loud and for long periods. This, this was the crowd saying "Holy shit!" and "This is wrestling" to a poem about a cat. <laughs> In terms of what he was given, the response was way more significant than. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> than I mean, obviously, there. since then, obviously, yeah, he's a disgusting human being, and he should never be talked about ever again. But that reaction we experienced was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think we had any experience like that at WrestleMania. No. The closest we had was Iconics winning. Um I think. Um I I think I've at indie shows I've been at, I've had pops, but I've not had a pop like that. I've commentated at matches. I I had some great crowds. You but... commentate? How long how long into the show uh did it take for him to bring that up? Um, um, I'd like to point out that we are do- we are literally twenty minutes into the new we're year. Still, I, we were we're in the first good cop moment. And it's not even it's not even Matt leading the good cop moment. No he managed to shoehorn it in. He, he normally does. Wow, wow does. Matt, even by your good job, Matt. Yeah. And you guys were you guys were you guys were wondering last week on the on the award show of whatever or not I was bullshitting or not. Well, I, I'm just going to mark that off on my bingo card. All right, there we go. Yeah. All right, Matt, what you got for your main good cut moment of the week? Okay, well, Man Night Raw this week stood out to me. The, it was the biggest home audience they've had for a long, long time. Man Night Raw. Um, however, everyone's going to assume that I'm going to pick it out for a movie star coming out and be and declaring his intention to become the head of a table. Now, while that was a great moment, my best cop moment of the week goes to the man who had to set it all up. Jinder Mahal, you fucking legend. Never, I did not think at the start of this week, Jinder Mahal was going to be my good cop moment of the week. But he went out there 
and did all that, knowing the reaction he was going to get, knowing that the disappointed faces and the and the, and the crowd, they were absolutely they, they thought, are they really fucking doing this? But he went out there knowing this, and he actually, to be fair, he went out there and he reset his character at the same time, and to be fair, he didn't tell any lies outside of school sort of thing. If they're going to package him like this, I can get on board with that, Jinder Mahal, to be fair. Um, they put enough behind him, and who with Triple H, who knows? But he was there to put The Rock over, not The Rock needs putting over. Um, yeah, he did a great job, and it's, it's short and sweet for me this week, but Jinder Mahal... Because he went out there knowing that he was going to get that reaction, deserves my good cop moment of the week. Well, you're very lucky that I was sick today, then, because that was my main good cop moment of the week up until about four hours ago. Because I, I mentioned in chat, I was like, "No one wants to take it. I'm, I'll take. I'll talk about gender." Um, I totally agree with you, Matt. I, I, and I got it from exactly the same uh, standpoint that you did as well. The fact that he got the American audience to boo the national anthem. Like, there was little pieces in there were just absolutely perfect. And yeah, what a tough job to have to do. Um, the only part of it I didn't like, and it doesn't feature in my bad cop moment, and I'm assuming it won't do for anyone else's, is there was obviously some giveaway beforehand. And it must it might have been like the cameras suddenly moved up the ramp or something. But when Jinder was talking, you could see the people in the background. It was slightly out of focus, but they were all turned away from Jinder, and they were looking up towards the ramp, and they were all got their cameras out ready. Well, so there must have been some giveaway a few seconds before, unfortunately. Someone's always going to interrupt that, of course. Of course. Um... The question was who was going to interrupt it, and obviously we, everyone was, was very happy it was. Credit yeah. as well to Michael Cole and Wade Barrett on commentary as well for selling it to the home audience as well. Um, again, no thing that Universe had been dropped completely, talking about the fans, uh, which I'm fine with. You know, Universe was fine as well, fans is fine as well. Um, but the way that Michael Cole said, like, everyone here is so disappointed. I'm like, wow. It, 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 but again, it's all about getting action because there, there would have been people at home that were popping because they thought, fuck this. But I wonder, did anyone turn over when it's all due to come out? Oh. And I'd hope not. I would hope not. I'd hope not. I right. did see it build. Kind of, it's kind of a little similar to how it was done with Austin Theory, but someone billed the, and I don't know the exact number, I'm going to say a million, but it could be wrong. Uh, a million people have watched the video on WWE YouTube page of Jinder Mahal coming out to the audience in, um, oh gosh, I have, the, San Diego, I think, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Ryan, your thoughts? Um, so I agree with you. You know, no notes. Um, but there were other little things on Raw that I want to bring attention to as well. Um, first and foremost, good on the USA Network here in the States for not censoring anything during the segment. Um, we got an unedited rock calling gender an asshole, which does not happen typically uh, on USA um you know and and again like people seem to like they want to attack wwe for this watch a you know a pay-per-view ple whatever 
they don't edit any of this stuff. They don't censor the crowd. They don't, because it's not them. It's the networks. USA is a cable network, but they're promoting WWE raw as a PG program. They have to. Yeah. That's, that's the way the, the FCC works. Um, you know, but good on them for a little leniency. I think they waited until the nine o'clock hour. I think that it was at nine or 10 that rock came out. Was it uh, first came out, came out at the top of the second hour. Okay, so that was nine o'clock. Top of the third hour. Start the third hour. Okay, so that was ten o'clock. That makes sense because they waited till after ten o'clock to have him drop in assholes and douchebags all over the place, and I really enjoyed that. But one thing I really, really enjoyed, and I feel like this went not really noticed. Um, at least I didn't see anyone talking about it. Was the way they opened the show with the old school method of having the commentators on a live mic running down the card to the crowd and the television viewers. Um, so obviously it wasn't Vincent Gorilla outside the ring doing it, but it was Michael Cole and uh, oh. Wade Barrett inside the ring with live mics running down the card. We got a great show for you tonight. I really liked that. That was a bit old school, but with the new school mentality and it made it feel like new year, new WWE kind of thing. And I really enjoyed that. I was a little disappointed in my head. I do this every couple of months. In my head, I was hoping day one goes on the air and we've got a new set and we've got new logos and it's a full rebrand because I like when they do that. And I feel like what they've been doing now, I haven't liked it since they started it. And I feel like they've been doing it for a while. And I like when they mix it up a little bit, especially the fact that we essentially have the same set for Raw, SmackDown and pay-per-views unless they're at. A baseball stadium in which case we have that weird little corner entrance with no screens or anything i don't like that either i really like nxt's pay-per-view setup the small set like it's shorter but it feels more unique for like you know i i wish wwe would do that for for main roster stuff as well um or just give us unique sets it's all led boards they can be moved in whatever configuration you want it shouldn't be too hard it's not like the attitude era or ruthless aggression where they had to have a set custom built every month for a pay-per-view even though it was pretty much the same thing it was just different forms of scaffolding and stuff it was probably the same equipment used each month just in a different configuration but um i I really liked raw this week i thought it was a lot of fun um i saw people some people bummed out that punk wasn't there but it's like you know what he is a he's going to be a semi-part-timer we know he's attraction yeah he's in his 40s He's under a very probably lucrative deal with the company. He had just wrestled Madison Square Garden, and his real official main roster debut is going to be the Rumble, and I'm fine with it. Now, the one thing that they did bring up on the preview special last night was Punk brought up... um, Punk brought up potentially being number one in the Rumble, and I think that would be really smart because if he goes bell to bell that gives us you know an hour of punk wrestling in one match can he still go an hour who knows but i I think that would be smart having him come as number one plus 
I would say they don't announce it. So it's like, oh, it's starting time to start the rumble and punks music hits. I think that'd be a really great surprise for the Tampa crowd. Uh, and for, of course, us at home watching on Peacock. Uh, don't forget to sign up so you can see every PLE live, uh, plus a huge back catalog um, of uh, WWE, WCW, and ECW pay per views, uh, all for a low, low price of $9.99 a month. Remember the WWE Network commercials? $9.99. Yeah. That was their whole thing for a while. It was great. Anyways, moving on. I missed last year when I only paid 99 cents. I'm on five ninety nine a moment because I'm paying for commercials, but there's no real commercials when you're watching the wrestling anyway. And I watch Premier League football as well, so there's no real commercials for that except for halftime either, so it don't really make any difference. Yeah. It's a good deal. Ryan, what you got? So mine's a little different. Mine's a little more of a personal moment. Um, so I got up 2.30 a.m. January 4th for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I made it this year. I, I wasn't late. I started <laughs> it as the first match. The first main card match was starting. Um, and I did, I will admit, I fell asleep during the main event. I was just, I was so, I was out of it. But my good cop is... Sounds like a bad cop. I'm going to pull a gram and I'm going to say, ah, but let me tell you something. <laughs> so during the first match, literally pretty much, pretty much during the beginning of the first match, uh, the, the feed for the English commentary froze for about a minute or two. And I checked Twitter and I was like, oh, it's not me. It's everyone. Okay. Fine. Whatever. When it came back, the audio was out of sync. So the commentary and the arena audio was one to two seconds ahead of what we were seeing. So like you would hear someone get slammed and then see someone get slammed. It was, and it, it, I, I can't, I can't do that. Like I absolutely cannot handle that. So I switched over to the Japanese audio because it wasn't out of sync there. And then I made the decision to watch the entire show in Japanese this is my good cop moment. It made me regress to my most basic of wrestling fan. There's no backstory. There is no uh, clear reason why any of this is happening. I don't know what's going on because nobody can explain it to me. So that's the good guy. That's the bad guy. That's the belt they're fighting over. And that's what I had to bring myself, you know, to. And it was really, really fun. I Because it didn't matter. It was, I'm watching wrestling for wrestling. It also stopped me from, like, checking my phone and stuff. Because normally, like, if I'm watching Raw or AEW or whatever, the commentators are going to tell me what's happening. And I can look away, I can look down, and I can hear them explaining what's going on in the ring. Sometimes I, I'll put on old wrestling as I'm going to bed and I can close my eyes and just listen to the dulcet tones of Jim Ross explain to me what's happening in the ring. And, and it's nice, but, but with this, it was different because I had to focus and I had to pay attention and I did look away at one point. I looked down at my phone because I was checking something 
and I can hear the, the, you know, the commentators are speaking in Japanese and I apologize. I'm not trying to be racist or anything right here. And this, this is just, I'm explaining to you what I heard with the few Japanese words I know, which will be utter nonsense. Um, so I, I look down at my phone and I hear like, you know, Hajime, Tajimasta, WWE Dolph Ziggler. And I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? And I look up to see Ryan and Nick Nemeth. Uh, notice they did not mention Ryan's name. <laughs> they only mentioned Dolph's name. Uh, and I look up to him walking into the arena and I'm just like, holy shit, Ziggs. Thank God Ziggs went to New Japan and not AEW. I've just, thank God. Um, Matt Riddle also... Fuck is there apparently yeah. okay can someone mute fucking matt i'm trying to talk and he's being rude as shit all right you done I'm trying i'm sorry. trying i can't do it i was in the other room sorry nobody cares so i just think it's interesting that a lot of these folks that were released recently everyone just goes oh they're going to aw oh they're going to aw no they're going to places ali's on a world tour of the indies you know, Riddle and Ziggler are in New Japan. Like, this is crazy. Um, and it was really exciting. But to go back to my core good cop moment, to just sit down and enjoy a wrestling show without any of the distractions of the commentators or anything, just watching wrestling, it almost made me feel like I was at an indie show. Like, I'm just watching wrestling um and i thought it was really interesting too without the english commentators with just the japanese commentators because they have a completely different style like when they get excited they get excited like they 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 pop as much as the crowd um it made watching new japan pro wrestling feel more like watching anime than traditional because wrestling's already practically a cartoon anyways but you know, watching with it, the, just everything about it was just perfect. I really enjoyed it. And the card, the, the show was good. Like, I really enjoyed the show. Um, but there was just something special about watching it in its native language. You know, the only thing that was a downfall was when someone cut a promo. Mm. Usually the English commentators will tell you what they're saying. But for this, I... I I didn't have that. So I really don't know anything, any of the fallout um, because I couldn't hear what the per the people were saying. Um, but it, it was a great card. I think if I'm not mistaken, every championship changed hands, which is crazy. Oh, wow. That never happens. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to point out the brilliance of Tanahashi taking over as president of new Japan and immediately booking himself to beat Zack Sabre jr. For the TV title. I loved that. Um, Naito finally winning in the main event of wrestle kingdom. That's awesome. You know, he finally got that. Um, David Finley winning the global championship and then starting something with Dolph Ziggler. Fantastic. Um, Okada uh, defeating Daniel Bryan. Fantastic. Like just everything about it. It was a great card. It was a great show. Um, yeah. That's a, that's what I got to say about that. I think it actually makes the, the wrestling better. Or you can tell if the wrestling is good or not. 
because the commentators definitely play a key role in that. And I can't remember how many episodes ago I mentioned I, I watched it without sound. And I forget the reason why. Uh, but no, if you're still enjoying the wrestling, but there's no commentary team there, you know that the wrestling is good. I think it is an interesting way to do it, actually. Not all the okay. time. I think it, I think it helps when you do have the commentators there to tell you things that, like you said, that you don't know. Particularly for New Japan, which is, for me, is definitely way outside my role of expertise. I, I want to know things about the wrestler. I want to know the history of them. Uh, but if I'm watching WWE, yeah, I can totally watch that without sound. Well, say, okay. say I didn't know who Dolph Ziggler was. Sure. Say, you know, and and that happens in WWE. It happens in AEW. Someone comes out, and you're like, I'm not sure who that is. That's when the commentators are there to tell you, like, oh my, oh my God, is is that Jade Cargill? Like, you know, something yeah. like that. It's like, okay, I needed that because, oh, that name's familiar, but I just mm-hmm. don't know that person by sight. Um, you know, like I'm sure a lot of people didn't know who, um uh lexus king is that he is brian pillman jr he's son of brian pillman and to have the commentators there be like you know oh yeah this is brian pillman jr um but he has chosen to go by this new name because he wants to separate himself from his father's legacy blah 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 it's like that's when the commentators are really really helpful i wouldn't watch wwe or AEW without commentary because it's in english why why wouldn't i like you know, but I think moving forward, unless you've got a stellar commentary team, I think I'm going to watch New Japan in Japanese because I had so much fun doing it. Um, my buddy brought up, he's like, oh, was Kevin Kelly on the call? Had Kevin Kelly been on the call, I would have been more apt to switch, try to get back to the English audio because I like Kevin Kelly as a commentator. But it was two guys I wasn't familiar with and Rocky Romero, uh, who I can take or leave. I think he's great wrestler but i don't really need to hear him talk can i ask a quick question how long does it take you to switch from say you want to go from english to japanese commentary how long does it take um on on the fire stick um so apparently on the app on your phone or probably on the website as well you can just like change the language um i don't know if that's true or not because i didn't do it but on the fire stick it was literally japanese so i would back out of one and they were right next to each other, Japanese or English. And I so it was back seconds. Yeah, back left enter kind of thing. Okay. So what and and perhaps this was tiredness and you didn't think about it then. So when it comes to the promos then, that sounds like the ideal time to switch back. Because it doesn't matter if the sound's not synced up exactly with their lips it, at that point. Like you don't need it, to see the physical people to hear the promo. It didn't matter. I was having so much fun with the Japanese commentary. I didn't feel the need to. Oh, okay. All right. I, I was enjoying myself. And that, w- that was the core thing is I was watching and, and, and I'll I'll be the first to admit it. I am I don't follow New Japan, you know, and 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 that it's okay. It's okay to just watch Wrestle Kingdom. It's okay to just watch WrestleMania. It's okay to just watch Double or Nothing. It's okay to just watch Bound for Glory. It's okay to just watch the big shows of wrestling promotions because you want to see what's going on. You know, I enjoy Japanese wrestling, but I don't enjoy it enough to destroy my sleep schedule on a year round basis. That's it. Cause I, I have, I have a very big thing. I do not like pre-taped wrestling. Even back in the nineties, I didn't when I, when I would hear that like raw was a pre-taped raw this week, 
there was a less of a chance of me watching it because I didn't like pre-taper. I don't like the way it's cut. I don't like the way it's edited. You can tell sometimes. But for me, if I miss a pay-per-view from AEW or WWE or whatever, there is a very low chance that I will go back and watch it. I will usually just move on to whatever's next. Um, is the reason I can't watch Rampage. I do not like Rampage. I've tried a bunch of times to enjoy Rampage. I don't. It's, to me, poorly edited. And you can tell, having been to a Rampage taping, it's fucking chaos. It takes them another hour and a half, two hours to film 45 minutes worth of usable content. It's horrible. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of pre-taped wrestling. So, you know, I'm not going to watch a lot of New Japan. Um, I might go and watch some classic stuff while I have it for a month or two. I might go back and watch some old Wrestle Kingdoms, but you know, live live or not, that's that's a you know that's why last week, if you remember, I was so shocked at how good SmackDown was because yeah, I knew it was it a pre yeah. taped match or a pre taped show, and it was phenomenal. It was a great SmackDown. Um, but I also had nothing to do on a Friday night. So what else was I going to do? Oh, watch SmackDown. So yeah, that's me. Now you know a little bit more about me. I don't like pre-taped wrestling. That's a more than fair comment. Graham, you've been to a Rampage as well. Um, I I don't think it was Rampage. I don't know if it was. You've done Dynamite and had... Rampage. Oh, I didn't think they had Rampage at that time. Okay, I guess they did then. Yeah, no, I went to consecutive, well, I don't know if it was consecutive days, but yeah, and I, we went, Mason and I went to two shows within a week, I remember that. Yeah, you had Rampage and uh, thingy. That's what I was wondering. Oh, actually, yeah, I'm getting the names mixed up. It's Collision that's the new one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That shows you how little I've been paying attention to that. Yeah, Rampage was the one that you fist bump punk on. Of course, yeah. 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 Um, my speed check is going to be pretty short because I was going to talk about Jinder's return got bumped down to that. Um, I was kind of clearing through my um, bookmarks. I guess I used to be really good on Twitter. Like I would bookmark something and then I would open up the bookmark and then I would include it within my notes. And um, on the good cop, bad cop uh, bookmarks, some of them went back to 2022. <laughs> so I was clearing them all out. But there were some that were slightly nearer to the top. And actually, this one was on Facebook. Um, I saw... And I'd never seen it before, and I did mention it to you guys because I wanted to do your opinions on it. I had never seen before uh, Roddy Piper's uh, 12 Days of Christmas. And he brings in the wrestling fan, and each each of the days has a specific move on it. Oh my god, I absolutely love it. That's my favorite Christmas song of all time right now. I know it's not really a Christmas song. I laughed so hard at it. It's only like four minutes long, but it starts off so prim and proper with him in his uh, ugly sweater, sat by the fireplace, and then hand comes in overexcited. I'm absolutely brilliant. I'm assuming it's a classic, and I'm assuming I've never seen it before, but that, that I wanted your opinions more than anything else. Well, Ryan, you want to go first? Um... Oh, no, he hasn't. I mean, I miss this kind of stuff, to be 100% honest. Um, like, they used to do all this kind of goofy stuff all the time. Um, and I think they should bring it back, personally. Um, I mean, that's that's really my, my core thing to say about it, is 
I, I miss, especially with WWF and WWE, they used to do that. I mean, we've got Roddy Piper, we've got gobbledygooker, you know, we've got even, even modern day, they do, you know, the miracle on 34th street fight and, and stuff like that. Like, I love that. Goofy one. Like, I love that goofy, goofy stuff in wrestling. Um, you know, I don't remember the Roddy Piper one. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not just, you know, when, when you've got 30 years of wrestling crap in your head, it's like some things just go into the vault. Indeed. Um, I'm not to point out, I'm doing this with my phone, Graham. I, I can see you're touching your phone. Yeah. Bring it there. Oh, you're showing that you're not using your phone. Okay. I am okay. now about to, from memory, <laughs> sing the rock. Are you doing some good cop karaoke right now? Sing the rock version of the twelve oh, okay. Christmas. <clears throat> On a night. Can you just do can you just do the twelfth day and then just count that? If you sing yeah, the whole yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're I, like trying to That's all he did. Time. That's all he did. Oh, okay. On a night test face the great one. This is what he'll see. Twelve sharpshooters singing, eleven eyebrows raising, ten nuggets knocking, nine elbows. Oh, fuck it, Matt, got it wrong. That's, that's that's embarrassing on my part. Go on, get your it phone. Really is. It really <laughs> This is gonna help him that, with his yes. editing. There's gonna be a big gap in the middle. No, 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 it's fine. Okay, it's twelve sharpshooters singing, eleven eyebrows raising, ten spines are busting, nine noggins knocking. Eight kicks a kick thing, seven punches punches, six suplex smashing, five seconds of the people chanting the rock's name, four rock bottoms, three people that was on your two buck teeth, and an ass kicking all over New Orleans. <laughs> I have heard that. When you started it, I wasn't sure, but once you started singing, I was like, oh, I do actually remember that. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh... I annoyed myself because I, I I did get it right, but I couldn't remember the next line. <laughs> like it's there, it's there, but it wasn't. Oh, that's embarrassing. I could. Uh, I could when we hear the edit, ed- people gonna, hearing this on Sunday won't know the difference. I'm not editing it out. Playing <laughs> out, playing out at all. Um, now, Roddy Piper, absolute goat, final one of the one of the goats, and an absolute disgrace that he never won a world championship. Did he need it? No, didn't need it. Didn't need it. But it would have been nice to the cabbage career. Sure, sure, sure. Right. All right, what you got, Matt? Speed right. check. Um, so many little things, but I've got to admit, I've got more bad than good this week. So I might hold my time. Okay, well, I'll do the sums later and figure out how long you have for bad cop then. Ryan? Me? You want me to talk? Well, that's just crazy. Um, overall, I, I think it was a pretty good week in wrestling. It's a one hour, 20 minutes. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad that it seems that Restival went off without a hitch. Um, you know, again, Wrestle Kingdom was pretty great uh, beginning to end. Um, I really... 
enjoyed Wrestle Dream, but it fell victim to what AEW usually does. There was just a couple extra matches that didn't need to be there. But overall, I thought it was a phenomenal show. Um Oh God. Yeah, you know, Raw was Raw was again fantastic from I think beginning to end. Um, I think it really set them up. Um, the announcement of Money in the Bank in Toronto. Toronto's a hot crowd. I'm happy that Money in the Bank will be there. And it seems to to cap it off, I think the uh the good cop moment would be that it seems like every other pay-per-view uh other than the big four is going to be an international extravaganza this year, which I think is pretty cool. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for all of them. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm good. I'm actually going to be looking into, I have requested information for Toronto. I have been to Toronto pay-per-views before. Jackson has been asking to go to Toronto. It is during the summer holidays. So it is possible. I might be attending all free shows. Uh, we'll have to see. Cost is obviously a factor. Also. They're all in the same building, so I'm, I'm sure they'll do a bundle package. I dare say they will. Uh, I will say though, I'm, I'm actually looking at. Oh, I was gonna have this as one of my bad cop moments, I forgot. So, oh well. Um, I saw an offer from uh SeatGeek which offered 25% off ticket. Oh, it might have been 20, whatever. It was still good. 20%, 25% off tickets, uh, for one day only. And my first thought was, shoot. Perhaps I should look at WrestleMania tickets. So anyway, I looked at three WrestleMania tickets and was ready to click pay uh, up to a limit of $20. I was like, oh, bloody hell. So I couldn't find any cheap seats. Um, cheapest seats approximately for WrestleMania right now are $200 for each night. But the cheapest seats, if you wanted the package for both nights, was like $800. Huh. But the seats were essentially in the same area. So it doesn't always necessarily work out. I know that's a resale market, which is slightly different, but uh, WrestleMania is not cheap right now. Let's put it that way. Well, then, too, when we went, great. Uh, well, I thought we got a great value. We got we good value, just, but it wasn't cheap. It was just over a hundred for lower level. I'm looking at nearly double what we paid, Matt, for like the worst seats in the stadium. Yeah, so, well, it's Philadelphia, Graham. So uh, Philadelphia is traditionally more expensive, as I found out. Rolling Stones are touring. I was looking to go and see them. Uh, the closest one to me is Philadelphia. Those tickets are like nearly double what they are in other areas of the country. So Philadelphia are they as good as are they as good as Bruce? Bruce. Um, there's not going to be many chances. Well, there's not going to be many chances to see Bruce probably, but there's definitely going to be even less chances to see the Stones. So Same it'd be up. cool to see him. It'd be cool to see him one time. Same lineup. Um, no, it's changed. Then it's not. Then it's not Move on to bad cop. This is from the guy who watches wrestling and he knows that organizations change. So off the top of my head, like DX changed multiple times. Uh, current, currently, the Judgment Day continually change. Uh, the Bloodlines changed as well. If Naomi returns, she could be added into it. But you, I know you were trolling it. Yeah. I wanted that reaction. <laughs> if I see Mick Jagger, if I see Keith Richards, we good. I don't care about Ronnie Wood. but You need Ronnie Wood there. Sorry. Wow! Sorry. Wow! There's a big pop off after the top first two. If, if we're t- if we're talking uh, bands from the '70s who never have the same lineup again, uh, in '99 I saw Kiss original lineup. So there you go, there you go. It always annoys me when they when Queen say that they're touring and it's just two people with like loads of guest stars. No, didn't they it's start branding themselves? When- Freddie died 30 years ago. Well, they, didn't shouldn't, they... they shouldn't call themselves Queen anymore. No, Matt, 
I need you to focus. They brand themselves as Queen with Adam Levine. Lambo. Whatever. Some douchebag from some douchebag pop band. I want to see Ryan's version. That sounded better. My version of what? Your suggestion for who was singing. I want to see that instead. Oh, I don't know. I'd rather who's Adam Adam Levine. Who, who's Adam Levine? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Adam Levine is an actor. Yeah. I want to see that. That would be I like him. He's funny. Do you ever see uh we were just talking about this? Uh uh Steel Trash Can and I uh one day went over to a buddy's house uh who had some really, really great weed. Um neither of us <laughs> have full recollection of that night. Um but we watched a movie with the workaholic guys. Uh I forget what it's called, but it's essentially uh die hard in a hotel. That's the best way to describe this movie. Uh, and it was very, very funny. Uh, just leave it at that. Or at least we think it was funny because we were uh, in a Cheech and Chong state of mind. But yeah, that's my that's my story. That's funny. I like Adam Levine. He makes me laugh. I want to watch Workaholics now. I haven't watched that in forever. So you can make us laugh. Ground your bad coffee. Main, main moment, please. All right, there was quite a few things that didn't get talked about in uh, the good side of moments. There was a lot of wrestling that was going on this week. Matt, I'm sure you're going to talk about some of them. Um, I wanted to talk about a post I saw from MJ Rogers. Uh, Quotes, I really tried to give AEW a chance tonight. This isn't it, dog. Two sloppy eight-man tags, two sloppy women's championship matches, an eventful yet boring Andrade versus Miro match. Only eventful for being repeat, reportedly Andrade's last AEW match before he heads back to WWE. Edge and Christian was fun, and now Mox and Kingston are killing the crowd again. This sucks. AEW will never get another $50 from me again. Now, I seem to remember at the end of the last show, Ryan talked about the fact that he was going to spend that $50. I said that I thought it looked interesting, and although I probably wouldn't spend the $50, it was kind of tempting. Um, I watched the highlights, and I don't remember it being particularly bad, but at the same time, I know it's nothing I would spend $50 on as well. Um, <sighs> disappointing when you have those chances to put on some. Um, I think for me, and this is this is my own bias as well, um, when I saw Rio on, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, I did not want to... Um, thankfully, Rio did not win, or else that would have totally ruined it for even more for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't feel like... I, I'm. You know how little AEW I watched last year. I'm trying to watch a little bit more towards the end of the year. Um, I watched the highlights, which were kind of detailed highlights on YouTube, and it was okay, but I'm, I'll be honest, I enjoyed watching Ring of Honor's TV show last night way more than I enjoyed watching that. So, okay. um, Give you a Great. chance to spout and let me know what you think about. My tin hat's going on. You just mentioned Ring of Honor's TV show. With my, with my metal hat. <laughs> It was good. But Ring it of Honor does good. appear on a television screen. Yes. Sometimes. However, it's on. not a TV show. I watched it on Honor Club. It was very good. Well, I liked it anyway. Now, he watched their program, right? Now you hey, go. do you guys yes. want to tell me how sucky AEW was or why it should be in um, my good It's not my bad cop moment. Nope. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Not going to say anything because my bad cop moment um, maybe revolves around that. Likewise. All right. Take it I mean, away to, then. Go ahead, Matt. To be fair, Ron, we could pretty much just run them all back to back because they all do the same thing. I would like to make one which may get me a massive eye roll here. Um, you watched the highlights, you said, Graham. Yeah. 
unexpected to see something bad in there? Oh, well, I, they weren't AEW-produced highlights. No, but you watched... A it's from a content... It was yes. from a content provider. Of course, but you expected to see something bad in there. Well, it's not that it was bad. I don't know. It just did. For something when I expected $50, I expected it to be super memorable. Um, and I want to feel like I got my value for money if I had paid $50. But and I just didn't. Absolutely. But yeah. if I saw the best of, like you said, if it was edited down and I saw the best of the best and I still wasn't overly impressed with it, then I can only imagine what the, the whole show, I would have been even less impressed, sure. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Um, there is various commentators out there on various websites, you know, you know, Sap, Meltzer, you know, all them idiots, obviously, um, Alvarez, and all that. Um, the guy over at Parisian.net, who actually isn't too bad, I think. I think Josh is actually not too bad in that show. Um, but... Um, most people were rating rating World's End uh, C plus. Not great. It wasn't great by all accounts. I haven't seen the whole show either, to be fair. But I did watch. Oh, wait, so the only person who's qualified to talk about this show is me, is what you're yeah. all saying? Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to say my piece, and then I'm going to hand over to Ryan. Um, so then he can actually just tell us how either wrong we are or right we are. Um. I personally, in, I've seen extended highlights of the Edge versus Adam Copeland, sorry, versus Christian Cage match. Match itself, loved it. I actually loved the match. I actually thought it was a really good match. Uh, but why did they have to bring Luchasaurus, sorry, Kill Switch, out to cash in his championship match and then hand it willingly to Christian? To then win the title back again. I mentioned this on the volleygram. I'm gonna you're yeah. gonna come back in a moment, by all means. You get Adam Copeland is the biggest star they have signed in a long, long, long time. You have one opportunity to make it to have his first championship win. You have one opportunity to make to Fine, I'll show up again there, fine. That wasn't his first opportunity. That was his second opportunity. You didn't like the first one. And I said, hey, let it play out. They'll have another No, match. he's saying it was his first opportunity to hold a champion. Like, he actually was it, a champion. You have you have one chance to give him his first strategy, have him win the championship. Okay. okay. If you, don't, I, you, I, you I, fucking okay. finish. I understand what you're saying. I did like. I did not speak. I said I it's on the volley. People, you who have listen, it. people who are listening can tell. I did not say a single word. You stop. No. On the volley, this was the same thing, and you were shooting me down then. The I exact same thing, thing I said. I was letting you talk. I was letting you <laughs> On talk. my own show. That's eight, why eight, it eight, sounded familiar. Eight. I thought we talked about it. That was actually my favorite part. And I love the fact that um, the Edge did lose it. I Decorum. love the fact that Wardlow got it. Because once again, I think that's going to be even be even better for the further Not on Wardlow. down that keeps that Kill story switch. going a little bit longer. Luchasaurus. Okay. Kill switch. Okay, and that's not the main important thing. So no, for, I disagree with you again, Matt, for a second time. But I actually think that was the way to tell that story. But I know I, I, hate it. I agree. That was the best part of that pay per view. That was yeah. that built Christian Cage as a dominant faction leader. It yep. showed that he has minions who are willing. And the fact that we had a ch we essentially let's just call it what it is. It was a money in the bank cash in, and it was. I would argue 
that that was one of the most unique cash-ins I have ever seen, and I loved it. I absolutely ate that shit up because I didn't actually want Edge to be champion. And I thought that double swerve was amazing. That was probably the smartest booking that Tony Khan's ever done. And Ryan, we I don't remember the last time we agreed. Oh, oh don't man. worry. I'm going to tear that match apart. <laughs> but the ending was not the problem. No, the ending was awesome. All right. So tell fill in the gaps. We we've talked about what we've seen. Fill in the gaps for us, Ryan, as you watch okay. the whole thing. So, and that's that's my bad cop, is I said it in speed check. I really enjoyed the show, minus as that weird person on the internet. Uh, I, I don't remember who, who said what, but um, two throwaway eight-man tag matches. That was my first thought as soon as they were running down the card was, okay, so we've got one eight-man tag. That makes no sense. Mark Briscoe was, I think, the only actual face out of the eight people, which already makes this match stupid. And it was just people who lost in the Continental Classic. So you lost in the tournament, so you deserve a pay-per-view spot. No, that's stupid. Um, The second was the mishmatch nonsense of uh, Sting's team versus the Don Callis family. This match didn't need to happen, especially because Tony Khan once again proved his ineptitude as a booker, where the internet spent the entire day prior to the pay-per-view trashing Chris Jericho, and you think the smart thing to do is put him in front of a live crowd, who then proceeded to shit on him the entire time? Like... It's just not smart. You could have just run, you could have just run a backstage attack or something by the Don Callis family and cut the match. You didn't. You forced it, and it was bad. Nobody enjoyed that match because the draw was not on the people who deserved it. Or, I'm sorry, the attention was on the people who deserved it. The attention was on negative things regarding Jericho and to me negative things regarding Sammy Guevara you just have you you have a tag team in your promotion one of which who has been accused of sexual assault the other of which said that he would really like to rape Sasha Banks and you call them the sex gods this is bad on so many levels and you should have known better and not put them on pay-per-view. It's not difficult, but I digress. That's one of the things Two throwaway matches, one of which should have never been on the card in the first place. As soon as one of them should have never been on the card in the first place. The other should have been cut immediately. As soon as the backlash started, there's so many things that were done wrong. Um, second, let's get to that TNT championship match. I have no problem with kill switch and everything that happened at the end. I thought that was brilliant. What I do have a problem with is everything that had to do with Nick Wayne and his mom in general. Um, Nick Wayne, a shouldn't have been involved in that match because I really believe that that match Bell to Bell should have just been. I'm just going to use all shoot names now. It should have been Jay and Adam, and that should have been it. 
that was the story they were trying to tell. And I get it, you know, like, oh, Christian's got a faction, blah, 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 whatever. I think it should have just been them from bell to bell. Afterwards, absolutely right call. Um, They managed to screw up the flaming table spot three times. I don't know how you screw that up three times in a span of 45 seconds, but you did. And it was bad. Everything about it, like, I should not be saying the flaming table spot was a bad cop moment. Because a flaming table should never be a bad cop moment unless someone gets hurt. But for the most part, that should be an awesome cop moment. And you managed to make it not that. Maybe it was trying to put a 90-pound wrestler through a non-gimmicked table. Maybe not the greatest idea. Uh, we saw it at Hell in a Cell a number of years ago with Charlotte and Sasha. Kept trying to put each other through the table, and they couldn't because they weigh 90 pounds. <laughs> Maybe gimmick your table at that point. Anyways. Um, but again, the length of the show, always AEW. And this was a shorter show, and it still felt too long. The pre-show was 90 minutes long. Granted, it had, I think, three matches. Um, You don't need a 90-minute pre-show. I'm sorry. This wasn't even a big, quote-unquote, big four or double or all out, whatever their biggest show of the year is. It it was a new pay-per-view and just, you know, too long. You didn't need that. Um there was my this is a weird one this is my main bad cop moment your tr- AEW is trying to still run the storyline they dropped 6 months ago saying that MJF is a free agent MJF doesn't work here anymore blah 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 and they're trying everything they do to prove that he lost the world title on Saturday, he's been removed from the roster page. But none of that matters when clearly he's re-signed with the company because there's only reason for Adam Cole to be the devil is because he's handpicked as MJF's downfall. And I don't really love that they're trying to do two very competing storylines at the same time. Is MJF out of the company or is he feuding with Adam Cole? Like, I feel like this is a, they fumbled the ball on arguably their most exciting storyline. Cause a mysterious storyline is always the best kind of story. Who is it? Who could it be? You know, that's what keeps people guessing. It's who keeps people talking about your product. Now, I'm 98% sure MJF is going to show up in a month or something or two months or whatever to cause issues for um, Undisputed Kingdom or whatever they're calling themselves. Now, that 2% is exciting. The 2% of MJF showing up at the Rumble, it's exciting, but... AEW 
has made it too obvious to me of what they're trying to do. Um, I will give them credit, though. Utilizing the rumble for their own gain is really smart. You know, making making it look like MJF doesn't work there anymore. It's smart. It's a smart play. I'll give I'll give them credit for that. Kudos. But the fact that Adam Cole is the devil makes me think that there is more likely than not MJF has re-signed with the company quietly and he'll be back in a month or so or a couple weeks or whatever it is, however much time he's taking off. Not that he's there often anyways. So that's my bad. That's my main bad cop. Um, I liked World's End as a pay-per-view. I thought for the most part, the matches were good. I didn't really care about Andrade and Miro. I mean, I don't care about Miro in the first place. I think Miro needs to go away period end of story we all knew triple h took over wwe we all know it was only a matter of time for andrade to head back that's where his wife is she just signed a new long-term deal he works well with triple h you know anyone who shat on andrade and wwe can only be talking about his main roster run because his nxt run was brilliant brilliant his 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 shit with Zelina Vega was top tier wrestling. Like everything they did was great. I want to link the beginning and the end together. Um, and it also features a bad cop moment as well. I did not like following the line that follow, the Christian Cage thing, I was happy with. We both said we both liked how it ended. Perfect, no problem at all. I did not like on Wednesday though, um, you the undisputed kingdom coming out and they're talking about what their plans are. And their plans are, they talk about what the different roles are, but one of them specifically was I hated. Wardlow is going to be challenging for the AEW title, will basically win the AEW title, and then immediately just give it straight over to Adam Cole. It seems like almost exactly the same story, and it was within uh, the same playbook, and it's within a few days of each other. I did not like that at all. Agreed. Wardlow is basically doing exactly what Killswitch is doing. And to me, that's just lazy at this point. To have the two big heel factions doing the same thing at the same time no awful i agree you it's it's a really again i think it's a it's a pretty unique thing that's only done it's it's good because it's done so sparingly in wrestling it's it's used i i I can't I know it's happened before, but I can't point out specific examples. And that's how infrequently that is used to use it twice in a, like I said, a, a span of a week. Not smart, not smart at all. Granted, we all know what's going to happen. Wardlow is going to turn face again and then go on another streak where he just crushes jobbers for a couple of weeks because Wardlow is the biggest drop ball in AEW. That is a main event star. You literally, he has everything you need. He can talk. He can wrestle. He's big. He's buff. He's the stuff. The girls can't get enough. Like there's everything you need for a main event professional wrestler is right there. And somehow they have not been able to make it work. And that is not a shot at Wardlow. That is a shot directly across the bow of Tony Khan. How do you not get Wardlow to be your star? How? Matt? I can answer that question. Because Tony, Tony Khan is a wrestling fan. He's not a wrestling professional. 
But but see, I, I I will challenge that because I also am a wrestling fan, and I feel like when you have lightning in a bottle that Wardlow gave you multiple times, you, as a wrestling fan, I could fantasy book him better than Tony Khan has actually booked him. Yes. Now, I'm not defending Tony Khan here, okay? But we have a benefit of looking from the outside, looking in, and seeing the bigger picture. Tony, and also not on cocaine. Well, I, was, I wasn't going to say that, but you make Bingo. a... But you make I a got a line. That, 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 that is for that was the one I was waiting on. Yeah, but um, Tony Khan does a lot of fantasy booking. As in, he can't wait to um, put stars together. I've proven one that he did. I mean, what? I mean, I think he threw Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole in, in a match on their first Dynamite. Build up to it, that sort of thing. I mean, I don't. I mean, Adam the L. I mean, why did they, they start with Adam Copeland and Christian Cage? They could have built up to that over a couple of weeks or a couple of months, even like build the tension, sort of thing. They they went for it straight away, sort of thing, as if they think Adam's neck is going to break again, which it could. Why he dropped the, the ball with Wardlow is because he doesn't like him. The only reason then release him from his contract and yeah. let him go somewhere who will it's book the him. Own, Graham, Graham, you're saying like like with like, like what do you mean? What do you mean? It's the only reason I can think of. But if you're running a business, you're doing what's best for business. I don't think he would just go, "Oh, this is a potential money earner." But I don't like him so. If he was doing what's best, not, that doesn't match with other things that he's done. If he was I doing what's best for business, Graham, he wouldn't let the the lunatic run the asylum backstage. And be and have people having be fired for his own safety, or have tables which actually broke. For example, that's he would be running a cowboy a outfit. That's not quite. Indie shows can get this stuff booked properly, Graham. I'm not defending him either, but I don't think you're comparing like with like at that. Point. I don't think he didn't book Wardlow because he didn't like him. I can't think he didn't like him. When you say like him as a person, or you didn't think he had the potential to be that big star? Both, Graham. Because oh, that, well, that's different. Well, that's but different. the fact of the matter is, Graham, logically, Ryan said exactly what we both think. Wardlow is a main event waiting to happen. There is no sensible reason you wouldn't give him that push. This is... And this problem, I don't want it to sound like it's AEW problem. I feel like this is a problem as a whole in wrestling right now. Because I think this this problem bleeds over into WWE as well. Why have they not pulled the trigger on LA Knight yet? Why have they not pulled the trigger on... Cody, why have they not pulled the trigger on Jay Uso? And like, don't get me wrong, I like Seth Rollins. I think he's been a great champion, but this is a brand new title. It doesn't need a a year long reign right now. This could be the world. We already have a championship that's held hostage. Why? I I really feel like I feel like Drew should have won. I feel like Jay should have won. I feel like Shinsuke should have won. I feel like one of these guys should have won the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, flipping over to SmackDown with LA Knight. 
as much as they want this record setting reign, you had lightning in a bottle with LA Knight. LA Knight was over. LA Knight is proficient in the ring. LA Knight is advanced on the mic. And you could have had the upset of the century that the new guy just beat the longest reigning champion of the past 30 years, 40 years. Like you could have had this epic moment, but you didn't. And I feel like so many people are so afraid to pull the trigger. Like, you know, obviously, spoiler alert, I don't want to shock you guys, but I've been watching a lot of WWF from the late 90s. And the title, so I actually, so I was, I was sick. I wasn't, no, I'm sorry. This was before, this was New Year's. This was New Year's Eve. I was going over to Steel Trash Can's house. How is but Trash since, Can? Quite well. He, Thank he you. He well last time you said. Sorry. Uh, no, he's good now. Um, Love it. So I'm, I'm old, so I needed to take a nap. That's pretty much what happened. I nap all the time. It's fine. So I I threw on some some pro wrestling, um, and I literally was watching it. And the Undertaker was WWF champion. I closed my eyes and opened them again, and Stone Cold was champion. This happened beach, over one Raw. Like the title used to change hands often. And sometimes a little too often, but I feel like now we have the opposite where titles don't change hands often enough. I can actually pinpoint that raw. It was the raw after King of the Ring 1999. Correct. Absolutely. Because I'm currently at the main event of Fully Loaded, uh, Austin, Austin Taker First Blood with Austin's ability to challenge for the title on the line versus McMahon's career. Um, that's the next thing I'll watch when I go back to, to watch my, uh, continuing saga starts soon as well, I believe. Yeah. Smackdown's like a month away. I'm, it's going to make it very difficult to switch back and forth constantly. We need two devices. That's insane, but not, not a bad idea. Graham. Yes. Go ahead before I finish. Can I go back to LA night just for a second? Yeah, absolutely. We think that if, if we think that like he lined in a bottle, like we said, we think that he needs something that why don't you give him the mid-card title if you want to give roman reigns that as much as i hate that roman if you want to keep roman reigns as your champion go ahead why not give him a mid-card title so he gets that prestige uh you get to see him with a belt that familiarity and then in a year's time or a year and a half whenever he's beat hogan's record he can make that next wouldn't that be something that you is that a misstep or am i am i just over i i think i think so and i think that it's a tale of two brands on the raw side of things, you've got a mid-card title that it makes perfect sense of why we have a historic reign with it, because Gunther has done more for that championship than most anyone in a long I'd say I'd argue that Gunther has done more for the Intercontinental Championship than anyone since Jericho. I feel like Jericho was the last great, great rvd also but i i feel like jericho's record holding you know the nine uh ic title reigns amazing matches amazing fuse i feel like gunther's the first guy since then where i'm like damn the intercontinental championship means something um on that but note, on the 
Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. On the flip side, the United States Championship has been booked extremely poorly over the past six months to a year. Um, you know, it should have been Santos Escobar. For some reason, they chose Ray. Why it's on Logan Paul, I have no idea. I'm assuming it's just they want some cross-promotional shit and they want him to be talking. They want him showing up to UFC fights with the belt, the boxing matches. They want him talking about it on his podcast. I don't know. It is what it is. I'm over it. I don't care. But LA Knight's biggest downfall right now, I feel like if LA Knight was on Raw when all of this happened, when it was like, this is the guy, he would have beat Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. I, I really believe that if he was there, that's what would have happened. I understand they want to put some prestige on the World Heavyweight Championship since it's a newer belt. But let's just, uh, to go back to my initial point that so many, everyone's afraid to, to you know, move titles around or to to strike when the iron's hot with these these performers. Let's just talk about w- the WWE of it all. Seth Rollins held the world title since its inception. Rhea Ripley has been women's champion for... Since Mania. Yeah, since Mania. Um, Intercontinental Championship over a year. Universal Championship over three years. Like, so many titles have become... I don't want to say they're stagnant because the matches that these people put on are great. Um, But title changes are exciting. It's one of the reasons we tune in. But eventually you run the risk of ruining face because you're like, oh, yeah, we've got a world heavyweight championship match tonight on Raw. And eventually it gets to the point, like, just like with Roman, where it's like, yeah, but it's not going to change hands. So what's the point? And and I think that that's what they run the risk of doing is making the World Heavyweight Championship stale, making the Women's World Championship stale. Because you're like, I, now, now Graham, I, I was so... I was so hoping that we'd be having, I was so hoping we would see your good cop moment on Monday. I was so hoping that Ivy Nile was going to win the women's world championship. I was so, because she is one of the few on the roster like Zoe Stark or Shayna Baszler, who I could see them beating Rhea. I can't see Maxine Dupree beating Rhea. I can't see, you know, Liv Morgan beating Rhea because Rhea's beat Liv so many times. But I could see Ivy Niles, and that would have been huge. That would have been the biggest women's world title change since Paige debuted and beat AJ Lee. No, you didn't look bad out of coming out of the match, though. No, a, a big, a, I mean, a bigger that was a bigger shock would have been when Gillian Hall beat um, uh, Mickey James. Uh, well, well, hold on. We're talking WWE right now, so not nice. TNA. Jillian so Hall, Jillian Hall beat Mickey James. Beat Mickey James. One, two, three. I don't remember that. When was oh, what? What year was that? Uh, oh, no, ask him. Uh, Melina came through out and beat her. So. Okay, so first and foremost, oh, I want nine, to correct I myself. Oh, nine. 
I heard Giselle Shaw for some reason, not Jillian Hall. <laughs> I'm on I'm on board now. Very um, different, very different wrestlers. No, well, uh, Jillian Hall was not a wrestler. Jillian Hall was a man. waste of TV time. Um, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. That was also probably during the time when I was focusing less attention because I remember Jillian Hall in, I remember her doing the pop star gimmick. I remember all of that, but I don't actually remember anything about her other than that. It was the Divas Championship as well, but so was Paige. Well, yeah, but 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 uh, again, though, Jillian Hall was already a known quantity at this point. Paige was debuting main roster that's, to a lot of people. They true. did not know who Paige was because that was still at the time when not a lot of people were watching NXT. That was when NXT was still very much the counterculture of WWE. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like all of these long title reigns that we're having across the board. Uh, I don't like it. It. I'll even say Impact TNA. A lot of championships tend to sit on the same person for a long time, and I don't like that. TNA's better at it. Titles do change hands more often, especially the tag titles. They like to f- switch those up here and there. Um, but I feel like Saban's been world champion for going on close to a... Mm. Maybe not. It'll be... I think it'll be a year in like May or something like that, but he's held the title for a while. Um, Trinity's held the title for quite some time at this point. Um, But I digress, you know, like, you know, MJF, same thing. I felt like he held the title just a little too long. I feel like he should have lost it just so, especially once you turned him babyface, you, the babyface needs to be chasing the championship. That's wrestling storytelling one-on-one. The baby face chasing the title. That's why people love Cody so much because Cody is chasing something. That's why he's over as a baby face. It's just, it, it's mundane, but it works and it works for a reason. Yeah. But at the same time, and you've got the opposite way, the opposite way back. If you want to go, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm being a nerd here a little bit. WrestleMania 2000 to WrestleMania X7. Okay, from end of that show to the end of that show, the WWF Championship changed hands six times in a year. Six times in 12 months doesn't sound too bad to me, though. Granted, but four of those were in three months. It happens. I mean... At both ends of the scale, neither is good. No, I, I I think a good six month reign is a really great championship reign. Yeah, Graham six come months. Come in and sing Zoe Shark again. No, um, just a correction. Uh, Chris Saban is not the current Impact Heavyweight Champion. Um, he's the X Division Champion, and he's only held that for three oh. months. Um, Alex Shelley is yes. the current champion, and it's only been seven months. So, but he, he's closing in on a year and i feel seven like this is closing in on a year it's not it's sorry, a little less than seven months you're, you're over 50 percent, like whatever um but but like i said I, tna is much better but i feel like you know their their titles in the past have sat on someone um i just you know this is mainly at AEW and wwe especially wwe long title reigns become stale um you know look at roman uh, we talked about it last week a year and a half ago we were like this is brilliant storytelling now now it's kind of a, any- year and a, well, a year and a half ago 
that was the match with Sammy. That was, you know, that was all of that stuff was included in that time frame. This time last year, we were gearing up for the Rumble, knowing that Sammy would be turning at any, at any time on Roman, and we were ready for it. And we were like, here we go, here we go, here we go, sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was a great and, match, but terrible. And like the, the rock thing should have happened a year ago. Yeah. Um, for all accounts, it was all down to availability and all that stuff. Now, I want to get on to that before I get on to my bad cop moment, actually. Um, because it's not much. You didn't do your main bad cop moment? No, yet? this is doing yours. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ryan did his speed. No, that was bad cop that moment. was my bad cop moment. Fuck's oh, yeah. sake. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. said you were leading straight into Oh, my oh, God. I forgot where I was. That's how long we've been going here for. <laughs> All right. Let me go and uh, preheat the oven for, for tea tonight, then, while you while you started. Fuck, I thought we were about to move on to fan comments. I did, too. Well, while he's preheating the oven quickly, I wanted to quickly bring something up, which is, is it a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure. More of an unsure moment. Apparently, the Rock Roman thing is going to be happening at Elimination Chamber in Smart. Australia. Smart. And it's non-title. Well, that's just speculation. Apparently, it's being it's being advertised as non-title. Not sure how true it is, but that's what some of the rumors going around are. If that's the case. What's the point? <laughs> if that's the case, then Rock then is Roman losing it at the Rumble to Randy. I mean, I I think I, mean, it, I think it'd be great when it comes to the the Rock storyline. Um, I would say it's all speculation because I I think it was Stephanie a number of years ago said that a lot of WrestleMania plans are put into place six months prior. Of course. So if if they already have plans for WrestleMania, they don't like to change those up too much because then they can't build towards them. Mm. But I also feel like WWE uh, 101 is The Rock, Austin, Triple H, The Undertaker. These guys take priority uh, over existing storylines. And people... Um, uh, you know, obviously people are upset, you know, Rock shows up, takes a, a match away from someone who deserves it, blah, 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 blah. The Rock is a draw. The Rock will always be a draw. The Rock probably only has, let's say, three to five matches in his career left over. Let The Rock do The Rock because The Rock still pops the crowd. And he always will because he's the goddamn Rock. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Um, actually, I'm sorry, it'll say like Austin says, and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it's I just I don't, Graham, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that it's being advertised as non title allegedly? I didn't hear anything because I was preheating the other further. Rock v Roman is going to be at Limiting Chamber, apparently. Either way, I don't care. I don't want to talk about Roman. Roman sucks. Anyone but Roman. The only thing, yeah, the only thing Graham wants is someone to dethrone Roman, and I think we're all in agreement at this point. I don't care if it's Rock, I don't care if it's Punk, it's I don't care if it's Cody, I don't care if it's LA Knight, I don't care if Any it's Sami Zayn, I don't care if it's Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Solo, fuck, Maxine Dupree, the guy who's at catering, the guy who breaks down the ring, the uh, Samantha Irvin, 
Samantha Irvin can beat Roman. I would be happy with it. Michael Cole can beat Roman in the main event of WrestleMania, and I would be okay with it. I would be okay if Kevin fucking Patrick beat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. I was purely stating, asking Graham <laughs> what his thoughts of it being a non-title match were. Does that mean he's losing it before, or does it not be on the line? Nobody cares until he loses I'm, it. I'm that's hoping he's lost the title, and that's why it's a non-title. That that's what that's my opinion on the subject. Okay. I hope th- I hope that Roman actually loses the title, like he yes. misplaces the championship, and <laughs> WWE strips him of it because he doesn't have the belt anymore. That would be a better story than going another See, close to were, a year. If they were around still, Crime Time would have done that. Crime Time would have done that for sure. Here, you know, before we move on to fan cop moments, I'm just going to say our truth should defro- dethrone Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. I would like my speed check. I thought you guys would just roll. Okay, and you'll do some speed, of- check some stuff. Alright, I only got a couple of things. Uh, one I missed from last week. I had it in my notes and I don't even mention it. Um, it was a, a tweet from um, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Damn, Bam, I wish you were still here with us. I sure would love to hang out with you again, my brother. Love you, miss you, HH. And Bam Margera responded, I'm alive, brother, but miss you too. Um, obviously, he's not that close. That's from years ago. Oh, it is? Okay. Even oh, yeah. so, I saw so, it reposted. But... It, was, it was because uh, Ryan Dunn, uh, Bam's friend, had died. Of course. And th- yeah, this is... I mean, it was like a year or two after that or something, but it was Hogan just being probably drunk. Oh, hi. Probably. Probably. And uh, kind of related one. Um, I said Fight TV earlier. It's not Fight TV anymore. It's Triller TV. Uh, Powered by name. Fight. Oh, okay. I hate that name anyway. I just want to go into Michael Jackson's thriller whenever I hear it now. Um, one more thing about GCW Aftermath. Um, I didn't mention a match between uh, Speedball Bailey and I think it was Jack Violence or something like that. Jack um, at, the end of the, at the end of the match, they, um, they brought in a couple of bottles of beer and one of them he was going to hit... I, I guess the previous night he'd hit somebody over the head with a bottle of beer. So Speedball Bailey's kind of retreating. And anyway, he cracks one bottle of beer open and then he tries to crack a second one open Cannot get it to open. Hands it to somebody on the air. Oh, tries to use the belt buckle to try and get it open. That that didn't work either. Gave it to another wrestler. He tried to open it. That didn't work either. Uh, a fan tried to take over. That didn't work either. And then somebody, I guess, had a bottle over on their um, keychain or something, and they just opened it. But yeah, it kind of took away from the moment a little bit. You got to You should be able to open a bottle of beer, or you got to have some contingency there. Uh, right. It kind of slowed that moment down. But, just like Edge trying to light that table on fire. A, bi- a minor bad cop moment from that. Um, all right any other moments you guys want to talk about because i don't know what what you've said and what you've not said now definitely my bad bad cop moment was about 40 minutes long good fan cop time let's hear all our wonderful fans had to say this week then who wants to go first ryan are you ready or do you want graham to go um i can i can start i can i can get us rolling Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's start with our good friend Dan Griffin at yeah, Dan Griffin Twenty One. Good cop moment with the additions of grizzled young veterans Alex Hammerstone and Zaya Brookside. The TNA Hard to Kill card is even more stacked than before. Absolutely, we're all excited about this. 
Um, I will be in recovery from my surgery next week, so I'm hoping I will be good to go by Saturday. Um, we'll see. Uh, bad cop moment uh, that Dan and I have actually talked about. Deanna Parazu to AEW. Glad she's on a bigger stage, but sad for TNA to lose one of the best in the world. And extra sad for her to go to AEW to have her one match or one run as champion and then fight for the other eight minutes of TV time that the women get every week. Book your women better, AEW. Book them better. You have the best ass in wrestling with Tony Storm, and yet you still don't know how to... She's the only good character you have. What the fuck? Ugh. Anyways, moving on. All right. Uh, ben Gandhi at largely speaking. Good cop moment. Jinder Mahal doing exactly what he needed to do in the run-up to Rock's return. Bad cop moment. All the hype around Mercedes. I think it's Monet, I'm guessing. Uh, Sasha Banks and where she's signing. She's overrated in my opinion. And uh, another best cop moment, uh, that Jaquim Wild dive on NXT. Um, yeah, nobody talked about New Year's Evil. I, I didn't see it, so I figured you guys might talk about it. But hey. um, uh, One, it's Joaquin. Joaquin. Um, Not Joaquin. Worst sister, that's what you sound like. It's like, come DJZ on. as far as I'm talking Zima Ion. Hell yeah. Right, well, I'm going to go on to um, I'm going to go on to Ring of Honor Revelry. Uh, hashtag look into the future cop moment. Tom, seriously. <laughs> seriously. Um, although Ring of Honor 2013 was solid, we at Ring of Honor Revelry are getting stoked for 2014. Will we get more tag team action? Who will be Adam Cole? Does Champa get a run of a TV title? Big question. Who, what will come out of a 2014 top prospect tournament? Sounds like a bit of self-promotion cop more than anything else. But... Yes, that's what I think, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, sounds like someone who just always talks about CXW and how he's a commentator. <laughs> rah, 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 rah. Oh, my God. Uh... This is my platform. They got a platform for you. I'll throw you right off of it. Wow, Ryan, go. Yeah. Um... Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to the other side because I honestly don't want to talk about any of this stuff. So, uh, well, well, let's let's get this out of the way. That Micah is saying, send that Skype link. Uh, we don't even use Skype, sir. Uh, there you go. Uh, your your friend D at your boy D. Um, good cop moment. Lots. Capital, lots of good wrestling this past week between World's End, Raw, Dynamite, and Wrestle Kingdom. Bad cop moment, whoever's booking Noah has to have their book taken away for allowing Kota Ibushi to wrestle in the state he was in on their biggest show of the year. I did not see that, but is Kota injured? Was he's, Kota drunk? He's, think how bad you injured Sefi at the moment. Oh, yeah, because he has bad neck problems, doesn't he? And back problems, yeah. My yeah, no, yeah, Coda needs to uh, get surgery and then do what we did at the Cruiserweight Classic and sign with WWE. I know he didn't want to at the time, but I really think with the landscape of WWE, uh, he would do a really, really great job there, and he'd be able to have a little more of a... Uh, safer schedule for himself and also they you know take this stuff very seriously as um 
Oh, no one mentioned bad cop of uh, Giovanni Vinci getting knocked out on Raw. Uh, that was a bad cop. But anyways. Wasn't turning the highlights. Oh, snap. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Midwest Wrestling Roundup pod. Uh, hashtag new cop moment. This week's MWR pod presented a new segment when High Five Tom had his good friend and future star CJ Cole on the wrestling 414 conversations. That sounds like more gonna... self-promotion. Yeah, I'm going to say whatever it's, whatever hashtag is getting used in the future, I'm just going to read it as hashtag self-promotion. <laughs> You're welcome to self-promote, Tom. We're just joking with you. All right, Matt, we... what else you got? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, UTT Rob. Um, good cop moment. Rumors of Camille going to WWE. I'm extremely happy about this. I am. I got to meet Camille down in uh, Richmond. Um, because her now husband is from the same hometown as I am. So we got oh, to uh, chat a little bit about um what it's like differences from when you move from England to America, and then at the second time we met them, I actually took them uh, a, 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 a wedding present, which was just some British chocolates, because I know that's something that's difficult to get over here. Mm. But no, I would be very happy to see Camille in WWE. So, so they're from Ride as well, Graham, are they? <laughs> you know that that's not true now. I do know now, yes, I apologise. Uh, uh, WTF got moment, Moxley wants Marina Shafia in the uh, Blackpool Combat Club. A, again, no Blackpool connection. B, she's, if anything, lowered her stock in AEW. And C, her stock wasn't that high to begin with. Rob's words, not mine. Um, bad cop moment, uh, Riddle going to MLW. And New Japan. Don't say that one here, but yeah. And he's going to be, I believe, in... Uh, I think I saw he was going to be in uh, ML... Is he going to be at MLW this weekend? Yeah, that's in Philadelphia. I think that's this Saturday. Well, that's literally uh, what Rob he, just said. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't know if he's appearing. Sorry, I wasn't clear. I don't know if he's appearing in the show that's this Saturday. Uh, but that's going to be their shows are at the. I was going to say the forty two hundred club. That's not what it's called. I don't remember what numbers it is. Tell me what numbers it is. What's the twenty three hundred? Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, th- they definitely have a show this weekend. Um, if I was feeling a little bit better, it was something I'd consider going to. Those shows are good, um, and they're. Pretty inexpensive as well for the quality of wrestling you get to see. Um, I didn't see any others except for Jimmy Evans, who uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, we, we have another one. We have a hold of another. Oh, okay. My apologies. We have okay. our third high five, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, oh, the real one. Okay. Yeah, this is the only one that's actually uh, <laughs> not self promotion. So, Tom, we're calling you out, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun cop moment. Although the build for Wrestle Kingdom was mid at best, because apparently High Five Tom is a 22-year-old, um, the actions on the card were top-notch. Enjoyed Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash very much. Triple H, we know you're listening, Paul. Triple H, are you going to bring the Raw after Mania back to prominence similar to New Japan Pro Wrestling New Year's Dash? That's a great question. We will, in fact, have Triple H on the show next week. Uh, Card subject to change. Uh, To discuss this (laughs) further, um, he just needs to respond to my many, many emails that I send him. Okay. That was the worst Triple H I've ever heard. Um, and I've heard a lot of bad Triple H's. He's got to beat the game. Um, 
can we talk about how his my time theme song is his best theme song real quick sorry i just got to the point where he he switched to my time and then he switches to my time with lyrics and also both versions the non-lyrical and the lyrical version of my time are used by china before triple h uses them it is true and then stephanie used it after he switched to um which is okay which is yeah it's fine um, so real quick, we are done fan cop moments. No, we are so, not. No, we, no. Not. we have, oh, we got, we we got have, more. We have more attached to where Graham tagged it, buddy. It's branched off. We've got four more to go. Jesus Christ, oh. Graham. So I'm going to go with chat, grab on cheap pops, hashtag good cop, the fight over being head of a table, um, bad cop, AEW media scrums and fightful, a match made in the toilet after taco Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um, and hot take cop Graham replied to this, so you should remember it. Uh, the ending of the triple threat at Wrestle Kingdom was a mess, and he wants you to um address the hot take, and he has no idea what he's talking about. And Ryan yeah, no, already so, responded because you asked, yeah, it, Is it the match or was it post match? So yeah, and, and, it, and it was definitely, I think, I, I think, uh, what I said, what I said in the response, um. I think Moxley may have been knocked a little loopy. Um, I think Osprey is protecting himself because he's booked with both TNA and then he'll be reporting to AEW. And I don't think he wanted to be injured going, especially with TNA being a week later. Um, I don't think he wanted to be injured. So I don't think he was necessarily at his the top of his game. Um, I haven't watched enough David Finley to really kind of know if he was doing good or doing bad. I thought it was fi- I thought the match was fine, but I agree the end seemed confusing and Moxley did seem kind of annoyed after the match. Um like he was just like I'm out later. So um, at Pig's Bladders, good cut moment from today's Wrestle Kingdom. Great to see the former Dolph Ziggler Nick Namath make an appearance. Potential to do well in NJPW where he might get lost in the shuffle at AEW. And worst cop moment, Trinity potentially leaving TNA. She's been hot. Shame to see her go. Yeah, no, I, uh, but, but again, I think that a lot of people are not um, understanding, maybe not understanding. I think that's a, that's a bit of a harsh word, but how many people like Sasha and Naomi left because they were pissed at Vince and then Vince proceeded to bury them. I've never, from a boss standpoint, I don't think I've ever, I've seen anyone who said working under Triple H has been bad. Um, From NXT stars to people who worked with him on the main roster, people now seem a lot happier. I can see a lot of people, Andrade, Naomi, Sasha even, going, oh, Triple H is in charge? Yeah, I'll go back for that massive payday and huge stage. Well, on that Thatcher note, they have adjusted her alumni page this week. Um, They've now updated it a bit more. Wouldn't be shocked if she rocked up number 30 in the Rumble, put it that way. Um, But she's the boss, has been number one, obviously. Um, I'm going to leave um, Dean Glenn Abbott to you, Ryan. I'm going to do the People's Champ, BFR and PSP JCB. Good cop moment. What a week of wrestling. Major shows in NOAA, All Japan, New Japan, World's End and Day One as well. Bad cop moment. 
Tony Khan overbooking strikes again. Christian Copeland was really good until the finish. Man can't get out of his own way sometimes. We all know why Matt chose that one. Yes, yes, indeed. It was much more fun for me to do that one. Too. It's it's okay for you guys to be wrong. It's fine. Um, oh, but oh, our boy JTB is never wrong. Well, I don't know. I saw the only innovative booking that TK has done in a year. But moving on, yes, Glenn Abbott, DDT bestie, Awip Hoff. Good mm-hmm. cop moment. WWE announcing a former world champion and wheeling out Jinder Mahal before The Rock turning up. We all agree it was smart. I I was dead set that it was Lesnar. I was really dead set that it was going to be Lesnar because we all knew as soon as Jinder came out, he's going to get interrupted by someone. Um, I fought Hulk. Ugh. Bad cop moment. Deanna Parazzi going to AEW and looking like Trinity going back to WWE. The TNA women's division is taking a hit. Um, agree 50%. I mean, agree 100% on TNA taking a hit. They are taking a lot of hits lately, unfortunately. Um, Deanna going to AEW is a bad move um, for her. It's great for her financial career. Um, but she is going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah, Naomi returning to WWE, it just feels like it was bound to happen eventually, anyways, especially as soon as Vince stepped down. Hmm. Bearing in mind she's the impact women's champion at the moment. She's also facing Jordan on Saturday. So or not this Saturday, next I'd hard to kill. So that a couple of years ago. Um, Mickey James rocked up with that championship. Mm. Well, so the the interesting side of things in general is that Triple H and more importantly Nick Khan are a lot more open to working with outside promotions um, than Vince ever was. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we could we could potentially see her show up and as TNA Women's Champion. Um, which would be a fantastic I I have a sinking feeling not a sinking feeling it's a good feeling inside I have a feeling that AJ Styles has rebranded himself and he's very familiar to the lone wolf AJ from TNA um, I would not be shocked if AJ shows up in TNA at some point um, and we see a working relationship between WWE and TNA. Um, Scott Demore has been very open that there are some things that they are not talking about for Hard to Kill that are going to blow people's minds. And I think, I hope in my heart of hearts, it is a working relationship with WWE. I've got just a theory here. Given how they are a bit more friendly with TNA than other companies what would you say if if Trinity was to lose the women's championship knockout championship sorry knockout championship and the new knockout champion turned up in the rumble match Jordan Grace oh, absolutely yeah. I'd be I'd be I down would, with it I think the whole wrestling world would melt what a stage for TNA bang what I'll say for Jordan Grace, bang, everybody wins. Hang on, win the match. She can have, she can have a, a nice little spell. 
What Hearth grew off against Rhea Ripley briefly in the Rumble? Could happen. It'd be fantastic, but it won't happen. But it'd be fantastic. I think we need to start wrapping things up because Graham looks like he's going to fall over. We did get him out of his slump for a little bit, though. You did. He got so that was nice. Exactly. And I did. Pumping. I got my devil's advocate already. Well, I need to move on because I obviously am not doing devil's advocate because I have a brand new segment this week. Uh, as as uh, hinted at last week, it is called uh, Medical Stuff, Notice Me Senpai. Is it um, possible you could do it after devil's advocates? Because I, I got food cooking and I have to leave. This is real quick. Minutes, so. This is real quick. Um, is this is when you, it's real quick. Is this the same level as when Matt says You're, it's you're making it longer. I'm just saying, young man, sit yeah. down. Kenny Omega obviously is out of action with diverticulitis, a disease that I also have. So people need to give me my my flowers for living with this disease. Now, I have not had a major infection. Kenny sounds like he has. Possible blood poisoning can be very dangerous. I want to say that all y'all need to understand that this disease sucks and you need to be more apparent to people who suffer from it um because i did see a bunch of people saying he was a little bit of a pussy um (gasps) as someone who lives with it it's a shitty disease to have i've had this disease for many years it sucks so the next time graham matthew that y'all make fun of me for being ill with my disease i'm gonna fight you also don't forget my birthday again, because I'm going to fight you for that. Without that. Notice me, senpai. I noticed you, you, and I respect you for that. I also want to point out, to add one more wrestling to the mix, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Shane McMahon. Okay, he's a wrestler. I got one thing for your birthday. Aw, thanks, buddy. You're it's welcome. a little late, but it's okay. <laughs> That's terrible that people would... Well, I don't know if you're paraphrasing or not, but if you're mocking Kenny Omega or if you're calling him a pussy or whatever, fuck you. That's, people don't know what's going on with other people. That, that's Absolutely. It's, I, I will say, at, at, its, at its most basic, and this is what I live with day in and day out, when you have a flare-up, it feels like someone is stabbing a hot knife into your gut. It sucks. Yeesh. Oof. Oof, not not good at all. I've just known, by the way, that for some reason, whenever I hold my hand up now, literally, my any second now, it's going to pop up. There you go. <laughs> literally, my, 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 my computer recognizes my hand being up when I'm doing the five count. So it, it starts putting the hand up <laughs> in the gesture on Zoom. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, huh. yeah. So that note, since the brothers and the honorary others, there was advocate time. Um... We're going to throw ridiculous statements at each other we do not believe in. Uh, the lawyer couldn't show up this week. You've got the code, Micah. Just walk in whenever you want. You've got the code. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so, who wants to... Graham needs to rock and roll. So, are you delivering first or receiving first? Yeah, I, I got one for you, Matt. Go. Uh, Nina Samuels charging three times what Speedball Bailey charges on Cameo means that she is three times better than him. Nina Samuels is all is definitely three times better than Speedball Mike Bailey Graham. 
I've had my picture taken with her four times, you know. I've worked with her on numerous occasions as well. She's the most amazing, amazing person in the ring, backstage, at the commentary table. She is phenomenal. Bailey sucks. Uh, for context, uh, Speedball Bailey, only $15 on Cameo. That's a bargain. I might be hitting that up at some point. Uh, Nina Samuels, $45. Not bad. That was the pick of the bunch. I can't remember why I suddenly thought about looking on Cameo. It was something I was looking I was looking for something, and I was like, oh, why don't I also look and see what wrestlers are currently on there? Because I know it changes periodically. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty good deal. All right, what you got for me in return? For you return, Graham, um, that one's too easy for you. This one better. Uh, the best thing to do is book a 64-year-old who's already been confirmed for his retirement match in D- non-DQ matches where he could get hurt. Well, just because you've got a final match coming up doesn't mean that you have to just suddenly end. Like, that would be pointless to have a three-month period with not having any matches at all. So you've got to keep yourself relevant. How do you do that? You put yourself in those matches. Obviously, he's working with the creme de la creme when you're in AEW. So you know that they're very safe workers and they have that reputation. So Sting, I'm I'm sure that's who you're talking about, will be perfectly safe for that duration. So real quick, just to debunk that right off the bat, um, Mick Foley has been very open that when you're hurt, the best match to run is a no DQ or false count anywhere. It's a lot less bumping than when you're doing a normal match in the ring and you're bumping constantly. Wow. We've talked about this many times about how it's much easier on his body to do those matches. You are right. Huh. But he should but at 64 years old, he should be living off his royalties, not wrestling Wrapped at all. In- that's Sting's decision, not Tony's exactly. decision. Exactly. It's, in my exactly. opinion, it's a bad decision to announce his retirement match that far out. It's got bad as run over it for me. Uh, Matt, the one that you didn't get was um, the highlight of Matt Riddle's 2024 will not be wrestling for New Japan. It'll be coming to Maryland next month. That was the alternative one I had for you. Uh, Ryan's alternative one it was going to be uh, my next $50 is going on a Joey Ryan cameo um, apparently 72 reviews with a 4.88 rating so uh, there's a lot of people still want a Joey Ryan cameo which really surprised me to be honest so that was what he was going to have what is he getting Oh, the one that he actually is getting, oops, and I just switched my timer off, so let me get to it. The one that he's actually getting is the best wrestling kingdom of the week was not Wrestle Kingdom, but the Undisputed Kingdom. Well, I mean, there's a reason that Adam Cole, baby, is so over in the wrestling world, and that's because he demands your absolute acknowledgement he's better than roman he's better than naito he's better than mjf he's better than the rock he is the best so it just made sense i know you've been talking about watching wrestle kingdom so i I had to get that one this week i'm assuming it's uh, it's over is it just a two day two day event it was it's only a one day it was three days oh, it's just a one day wrestle kingdom's one day and then there's new year's dash uh, the um, night after it was only a two day last year or the year before they did a two day free day. I'm sure it was. I could be wrong. Uh, but we'll, we'll put a correction out next episode. All right, Ryan, what you got for me? Or do you not have any? I got nothing. I've got, I've got... I, I only come up with new segments at this point. So I... That means that Matt has one for you and then we're done. I had, I had one to throw back at you. You want it, Graham? Another one. You got you don't have one for Ryan? Oh, I do, but nothing to beat that anyway. 
Oh, okay. Go ahead. Give me one more. Then, okay. Um, I can't wait to see the Red Sox lose the World Series yet again this year. <laughs> wow. You think that one's a tough one? That's the same thing that's happened year after year. Like, they win a World Series and they finish bottom of the division three years in a row. So, no, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, the only good news is Chris Sale's finally off the roster. They managed to get rid of him for the Braves, even though they're paying most of his salary. Uh, apparently, there is some new pitcher from Tokyo, as there often is, or they'll pay $100 million to him and he'll flop. So, no, I'm already prepared for it. What I love there is you were covering a microphone pretty much for whole of that with your phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Um, anything else you've got to mention? If not, then we can wrap things up. Uh, Ryan, any last words from you? The greatest part of Wrestle Kingdom this year was a decided lack of the switch boring Jade Dix. We're out of here. Boom. Under two hours, fuck! We did it, guys! We were trying. You're very trying. The music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.